All right, I'm going to testify. Life is different over 50. Over 60. Okay, let's be honest. So let's talk to somebody who's going to have a podcast that talks about being over 50. Building spirituality, family, health, and business. This is The Giant Builders with Lois Wyant. Hey, Giant Builders, welcome. I hope that your day is going wonderful and we have a great guest today. Her name is Jen Hardy. Hi, Jen, how are you? Hi, I'm so happy to be here, Lois. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm happy to have you here. So why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about what you do? So my name is Jen Hardy and I have two podcasts. I have one, Fabulous Over 50, for women over 50. And we talk about all the different things that affect your life in those amazing years. And we would just want to bring some more fabulous into being a woman of a certain age. And then I also have medical gaslighting, which is not as light <laughs> um, for people to, to give patients a voice so they can share their stories and educate other patients about how to be better patients. So it doesn't happen to you. You know, there's so many things that our parents don't tell us about being over 50. It's just like, everything just seems to be like a surprise. You know, it's like, why can't we talk about this stuff and prepare ourselves more? So tell me something about what you talk about. That's exactly it. Well, you know, just, I think one of the main things is making peace with ourselves. Um, I grew up in Los Angeles and, you know, no body part is good enough when you were out there, I, it used to be like that. I don't know. We left in 2000 because I had girls and I, it was a lot of pressure. And so I still have those voices in my head. You know, your, your nose is too big. Your, this is too whatever. And then you add being over 40 to it. And now I'm over 50 and, you know, all these messages about you should have Botox and you should have this and that. And I just want us to get together and have a group of people that can say, it's okay. We can make peace with this. And it's not a matter of, oh, I'm old and I'm just going to succumb to that. It's not that. It's just taking pride in where we are now and finding the beauty in where we are and in each other and helping each other grow and get to that next level, whatever that next level is, whether it's business or with your family whatever, just helping each other reach those milestones that we want to reach. Well, first, let me say, I think you are beautiful. Thank so. you. <laughs> but there are so many. Okay. So, you know, physically changing. I think probably the hardest thing for me was the family dynamics, how that changed, you know, with the kids leaving and getting married and having their own families. You know, you kind of have the concept in your head, but it's really hard to put it in your heart. I am not a fan of being a parent of adults. I love my, so I have seven children. Oh. I have two at home and that are 11 and 13. And then I have five that live all over the country and the world that range from 24 to 33. And um, it is the one of the hardest things I've ever done. I think if you're a successful parent, well, and I mean, successful parents, kids do move back home now because things are different. But, you know, if we do it right, they move out and they go right and they can we can be successful and have them come home but that's the goal and so once that was done i was very sad 
(laughs) Maybe I didn't want to teach you all how to be successful on your own. I don't know. I miss them so much, you know, and I'm very proud of my kids, but it is, it's a whole different thing that younger, you just don't get it when you're a younger parent. And I think maybe that's a good thing, right? Because when you look at those little faces and you just, you know, cuddle up with them, if you knew how much they'd be gone. You know, I'm, I hadn't read about this until a couple of years ago where they said, you know, you parent your children as adults much longer than you parent them as children. And, um, and we just don't think about that. I think when we have the little ones at home. That's true. I mean, it's, it's such a heartwarming when they call for advice or your, your opinion or suggestions or, you know, even what color should I, what color would you vote for my wall or anything? You know, it just, it just warms my heart to give an opinion. Yes, it feels so good. It does feel so good. All right, let's talk about the body changes. It's getting harder to get out of bed. It's um, things start hurting that you don't even know are there. What, what kind of things do you guys talk about with that? Well, it- <laughs> We haven't gotten there quite yet, Okay, but the is definitely something we're going to talk about. And I know for me specifically, because I have multiple chronic illnesses, mm. which is what I used to talk about. Um, so a lot of things that, that I deal with, people that are older understand because my body started doing older things a long time ago, you know, and I had a cane and a walker in my forties that I have now left behind for a little while. Um, but and I used to take care of, of, I've taken care of several people as they were dying. And so I've had the opportunity to see what that's all about and see what that's like. And um, so I think I have a little bit of a different perspective than a lot of people um, as far as right now today, because I'm 54, I could look at my body and say, oh, you know, there's this and that and gravity is not my friend. Mother nature is no woman because she would not do this. That's what I think. Um but I know that this is the best my body's going to be for the rest of my life, right? And so instead of looking at it and being sad, I am loving my body right now more than I did when I was fit and 20. And it's so amazing to me because I had no idea what a gold mine I had right here that I lived in then. And I really do every day. I'm just thankful that I can get up, I can walk, and I can do all those things. Oh, yeah, I agree. We're kind of, a lot of us are hitting at the over 50 age, we're hitting points where like our parents are deceasing and um, that's just a whole process. I think for me, it's like, I remember my great grandparents and my grandparents passing away, but I think that's going to be completely different feeling as parents pass away. So I've both, I've lost both of my parents. Uh Uh, My dad passed away when he was only 53 and I've survived past what he did, which no one thought was going to happen. So that is good. Um, But I was 24. I took care of him as he was dying. And then my mom was a massive heart attack. But um, it's just, I think people don't realize it doesn't matter how old you are. That's still your parent. And losing your parent, whether you're a child or a teenager or an older adult, it's still your mom or your dad, you know? And and it's, it is, it's, it's hard. It is hard. Well, I'm going to fight this aging all the way through. I don't care. Right. 
Yeah. Well, and that's, you know, that's it. You know, we have, and we have to stay young, right? I had a grandpa, one of my grandpa's was my great grandpa. He was 94 and he was painting the second story of his house. And the family was saying, no, 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 get off that ladder. You're going to hurt yourself. And he said, you know, if I'm going to go, this is how I want to go. I don't want you to tell me I can't. And boy, he did until the very end. He just did things. And, I, you know, and then my husband's grandma was 93 when she passed. And, you know, she was, she was modeling. Can you believe it? She she was in dance contests. She was doing all these things. And I thought is the secret is move it or lose it, right? That's what they say. So you just have to keep doing whatever it is that you love to do. Keep going. Tell me, how old do you feel like in your mind? Because I feel like I'm 36. 36. I feel like I'm about 30. Honestly, I feel like I'm about 30. I picture myself at 30. When I look in the mirror, I see myself as 30. And then when I look at a picture, I see the reality <laughs> So pictures are not my favorite, although I've realized, and you know, and if you're listening, this is so, so important. When I was younger, my kids were younger. I never wanted to be in the picture. I always wanted to take the picture, but because I felt whatever, whatever it was, I was judging about my body or my face or whatever. But now I look back and I'm not there, no. you know, and the kids are like, where are you? Why aren't you with, you know, why weren't you with us? Well, I was with you. I was behind the camera. And so now I've learned that I need to get in those pictures. I really do. You need to be in the pictures. And because 10 years from now, you're going to look at yourself and think, man, I looked good. Why <laughs> did I worry about how I looked? You know? That's very true. You need to be in those pictures. Well, tell me about your books. So my first book I wrote in 2015, it's called The Sick Mom's Guide, and it's for moms with chronic illness so that you can learn how to enjoy your life again. Because a lot of the moms with multiple chronic illnesses like me, um, I had seven kids, I was bedridden for a while, and um, I couldn't find a way to get things done. I, a lot of people complaining online back then, but not a lot of people with answers. And so my husband told me it was my job to create them. And so I started a blog, I wrote a book and I did all that. And um, that's been really helpful for a lot of people. There's a hundred things in there to do with your kids, 50 if you can't even get off the couch. So, you know, no matter where you're at, there's things to do. And then last year, I wrote three five-year journals. And so one, the first one is to a companion for the other book. It's for moms with chronic illness. And then there's another one called The Path to Happiness. Because in the last few years, a lot of people are very depressed and it just gives you ways to get feel happier. And then my third one is for entrepreneurs. And uh, what makes my journals different is that when in 2020, I was journaling and there were so many huge things happening. I had a five-year journal, but they're little right? So you could write a sentence, maybe two if you wrote really small, but such huge things were happening in the world. I was writing up around the sides and on the top and around the bottom and there wasn't room. And so I thought, why isn't anyone making a full-size five-year journal? Which I did. The reason they don't make them is it's two and a half pounds. It looks like a textbook and you'll never lose it on your nightstand or on your desk though. But the great thing is there's a prompt every month. And so you fill out the prompt and then you journal about it. And then the next year, when you get back there, you can say, oh, did I make that goal? Did I not make that goal? What did I, you know, what didn't or didn't I do? And how can I tweak that to be more successful this year? So every one of the three journals has those kind of, but they're open-ended prompts because that's another thing where people would say, write this. Well, but that might not apply to me, you know? So it's an open-ended thing. 
um, like in the, in the happiness one, what makes you the happiest and how can you add that into your life? You know, it's not, you have to do this thing to be happy, right? Or the business journal, because a lot of people start small businesses, but if you don't have to write a business plan, or even if you do, you might not go back and look at it so much. And so the first thing in January is how much money do I want to make this year? You know, get it out there, put it in writing, make a decision because a lot of businesses just kind of wing it as they go. And then they get to the end of the year and they think, well, I didn't make that much money. Why didn't I make that much money? And so you can, you can figure that out yeah, and document right. it. All right, we're gonna have links to your books below, Giant Builders, and awesome. we're gonna give one away. All right, so you That's leave so a sweet. comment in the YouTube channel underneath, and we'll have a random drawing, and somebody can pick, win a book, and you can choose which one you like. So we'll oh, do that. Thank you. That is so nice. I love that. Yeah. Tell us how you got to come about this new journey that you're about to go on. So I've been helping moms with chronic illness now since 2015. So eight years. Um, and when I started, I was in my early four, mid forties, um, but I had a two and a four year old at home. And so I, you know, I had these kids in the young space and the teenagers, right. I had five teenagers when I got really sick. And so that's where my headspace was. And I just wanted to help these moms. That's all I wanted to do. And I still really want to help my moms, which is, you know, I still have the books and the, there's still a group on Facebook. And one of them is going to take that over, but I needed to start a business. My husband retired at 51 and that gives me the time to do whatever I want. I got pregnant with my first child at 20 and I've been homeschooling for 23 years and it's been my whole life and it's been wonderful. And I never sat down and said, you know, what's in it for me? What do I want to do for me? I never thought that way until last year. And then I thought, well, my younger kids are getting older. I want to do something that's both a business and I can help other, specifically other women. How can I do that? And um, we live on this gorgeous island. Um, like I said, my husband's retired. We do not live in a mansion, too big to clean, but also very happy living three blocks from the beach in our, you know, but um, I've noticed there's a lot of people that want the life that we have that don't think they could ever get there. And so my job is showing you how you can get here. So that's what I do. And uh, the moms that were not feeling well, they can't even picture that. They can't even, some of them, you know, they're working on trying to afford medicine and do that kind of thing. And so I realized this past weekend when I was surrounded by these successful women that were closer to my age, they're in a position where they're like, okay, now wait, I'm 50, I'm 60. I wanted certain things out of my life. I don't have them and I want them right? Am I too old? Is there a way to get them? And then I can say, guess what? You know, you're not too old. You can have it. And let me help you get there. And so that is, that's how I decided to do it. And it has been amazing. I've gotten so much positive feedback from people that are saying that's exactly what they wanted. I mean, I never thought, you know, my fantasy was living on my own island. That is not what we have here. Um, but just the idea, you know, that, that it, those things are possible you know, and it, it, you're not priced out just because you're an average person. Um, so I just love, I love helping people. I love helping people see their own potential and get where they want to go. That's my passion. Well, that's great. Well, how many times a week should we be watching for your podcast? So just once a week, 
Okay. Just once a week and officially fabulous over 50 will be started by Valentine's day. There will be several episodes of 2023 that are, have that name and um, it's going to be amazing. It really yeah. is. I'm sure it will be. It will be. So, all right. Well, any closing thoughts? Just love yourself and make peace with yourself. Whatever you think the problems are, find a way to let that go and just love yourself. Well, oh, that's wonderful. That is, that so is my new thing. <laughs> What's that? It is. Yeah, it so is hard, hard to do at times. <laughs> and if you need to just, you know, smile at a bunch of people and they'll smile back at you and then you, you'll start feeling it. That's one of my favorite things to do is just smile at people like just in the grocery store. I'll like try to catch somebody's eye just like so smile at them and just catch them off guard. <laughs> exactly. You know, and then what another thing we'll do is just tell people what a good job they're doing. Mm. You know, like we were staying at this hotel last weekend and the cleaning crew came through and I said, you know, I just want you to know how much I appreciate what you do because when you don't do it, people really notice, but you, you know, you do a good job or at the drive through or whatever, because they're always getting yelled at, you know, yeah. and everybody just needs to hear a good thing. And once you see them light up, it just makes your whole day. Yeah, so, that's true. It's a win-win. It is. All right. All right, giant builders, go out there and smile at somebody today because they really need it. They need your affirmation that life is good and you're the only one who can make it good for them. So, yeah. all right. Well, thank you, Jen. I really appreciate well, your welcome. time and excited to give away your book. Awesome. Thank you so much, Lois. And thank you for having me today. This has been so much fun to talk to you. Oh, thank you. All right, giant builders. Remember, Tuesdays or Thursdays, two o'clock. Thank you for listening. This has been The Giant Builders with Lois Wyant.